Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For today's episode, I'm interviewing Ira Wolf. Ira is president of Poised for the Future and founder of Success Performance Solutions. He is also a TEDx speaker and host of the podcast Geeks, Geezers, Googleization, and The Crazy Shift Show. Welcome, Ira. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's my pleasure, Christina. And uh, hey, welcome to all the listeners, too. I am so excited about this topic because it is very intriguing, especially nowadays. But before we jump into that, can you share a little bit about your background with the listeners? Yeah, uh, I go back. uh, I've had my business 25 years. um, And uh, prior to that, people are always fascinated of the leap I took. I actually started out my adult life uh, as a dentist. Wow. uh, as, As if you listen to my TED Talk, uh, you'll hear it right off the bat. I loved everything about dentistry, but dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> so I love I loved the business, loved working with people, loved the customer service, loved the marketing. I loved everything about it. And uh, so I was uh, in my mid 40s and I decided, um, hey, now is a good time as any to make a change. And that's sort of been my career. So, you know, part of my path is I started this business 25 years ago, Success Performance Solutions. We work with small, medium-sized businesses, helping them hire smarter, recruiting faster. And uh, but uh, to me, it wasn't a big change. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm running this business the same as I did my prior business. Yeah, no, I completely understand. I mean, people are like, "What you went from violent crime analysis to self improvement and leadership development?" But there's a lot of parallels. People would would not uh, would not believe. So I completely understand. Yeah. Um. So the adaptability quotient. I'm so excited to learn more about this. Please, let's dive in. Well, I guess just on our just what we were talking about, going back on our our careers, uh, we've we've adapted uh, over time. Uh, we we used to live in this linear world where things progressed rather nicely. You know, going back all the way to uh, you know BC. I I'm, I'm for, I forget the uh, Greek philosopher who had said uh, you know the only change in life is change is constant. Uh, and so we've always sort of lived through that, but we've never lived through a period where things are changing as fast as they can. And and uh, even a few, you know, up through a few months ago, uh, we would be talking about exponential and people sort of gotten it to go. Yeah, things are changing so much faster than they used to. But now you can probably ask a three year old what exponential means and they'll probably understand <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> yep. the, the rate of doubling uh, increases. So. If we go back, um, you know, again, to, you know, times when when we grew up, started the business, even as I said, we were going back 25 years, uh, we would take we, we would study, we would get a job and or we'd buy a piece of technology, you know, even a fax machine, a computer, a phone, a tablet, a computer. And it could last us several years, maybe maybe beyond that, uh, even a generation. Uh, and then all of a sudden uh, it seemed that things were outdated antiquated very quickly. Uh, but there was still enough time for people to adapt. And then, you know, just in um, early 2020, all of a sudden we have a pandemic. Yeah, And uh, we've been talking about technology disrupting our lives, how fast things were moving. And then all of a sudden you have a pandemic and overnight, 
is our life was disrupted and people tend to still want to go back to normal. People still talk about, you know, once we have a vaccine, whenever that comes around, and hopefully by the time people are listening to this, it'll come around. Uh, but people expect that we're just going to roll the clock back and we're going to go, you know, everybody's going to go back to commuting hours every day and going back to working in an office and going back to the movie theaters. And uh, that's just not going to happen. It's never happened in the history of mankind. Uh, and it's probably not going to happen again. So adaptability is not just the buzzword. It's not just something we need to talk about. But uh, everybody's on this uh, precipice that we're, we're going to need not only how to adapt and how to change, but half how to do it with skill, how to uh, and how to do it faster, how to do it better. Yeah, uh, you know all those things. So the adaptability, yeah. the adaptability quotient wasn't something that I came up with. It's not something that a handful of people said, hey, we need, an, we need more and more assessment. We need one more way to measure. <laughs> uh, let's talk about adaptability. And it was a concern. It was a concern of how do you help people close the gap between where we're going and to keep pace. And there was there were numerous studies done. There's been a lot written about it. Uh, and then several years ago, a group of people got together and said, let's study this. So people were talking about throwing out terms like grit and resilience and mental flexibility and growth mindset. Uh, are they all equally important? Uh, which ones are most important? And most importantly, how do we measure it? How do we know if somebody has it? Uh, and so they did a study. Uh, they did it through the UN. They did it uh, involving um, the IBM, HBSC, uh, and Singularity University. They got a lot of really, really smart people, certainly a lot smarter people than, than, than me uh, involved in it. And they, they did a study with uh, many, many thousands of people and started to say, what does impact our, our ability, our human ability to respond to change, exponential change? And they actually identified 15 dimensions. Uh, five of those were abilities that we could as individuals learn, and we have to learn those. And this is what we should not only be teaching our workers, but we should be teaching our children how to be able to do, although children are, or young people are a little bit more adaptive than, than us older, you know, especially baby boomers. Um, but we looked at five factors and they, they happened to be grit, which was that uh, pursuit of, of uh, you know, having a long-term goal, having a passion. But it's not just being a, you, the willingness to be able to run through brick walls, but our willingness to rebound because we're going to have setbacks. We're going to have uh, bumps in the road. There's things that we just come out of the blue, just like a pandemic, uh, and it's going to send us back. And so resilience is not only, we we look at it as not only the ability to bounce back, to come back, we're not weebles. Now, remember the weebles? You know, you knock them over, they bounce back. Or, or uh -huh. as I was a kid, we didn't call them weebles. We call them punching bags. And you'd knock it over, it bounced back. But they always bounce back to the same place they were. So we need to look at grit and resilience together as the ability to bounce forward, to keep moving forward, to keep our eye on, on something greater than where we are now. Uh, and in order to do that, we need a growth mindset. We, we need to be able to have a greater acceptance to making mistakes. It doesn't mean that mistakes are okay. We, nobody likes to make mistakes. We always want to, want to be right. But in, in an innovative, fast-changing world, we have to be for a little bit more forgiving 
uh, and understand that there is time for experimentation and exploration and being a little bit more curious. Going back to our the three-year-old kid who doesn't, rec- you know, we don't want him to burn himself, but we want him to start continue to question what life is about. So growth mindset is, is that forgiving. Uh, and we also need to have uh, something called dealing with uh, we call it mental flexibility but others have called it dealing with ambiguity it's it's listening my best analogy is listening to uh MSNBC and Fox at the same time and making <laughs> and making sense of it understanding that yeah I I don't like that point of view but maybe there's something in there I should pay attention to and Many, many people have been guilty about that. We won't get into politics here, but, you know, obviously there's the two sides and we need to, the the people who are going to be able to really move forward and be our leaders and to make change and and thrive, not just survive and cope, but thrive in 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 a future world. Uh, are going to be people that have this mental flexibility or mental agility where where we can juggle two seemingly opposite thoughts in our heads at the same time and make sense of it. And then finally, in order to get there, we need to unlearn. Uh, we've we've heard so much focus on education and we need to teach our kids. We need, we need to close that skill gaps. And here's the list of 10 things that everybody needs to learn. But in order to do that, we need to unlearn the ways we used to do things because yeah. it's going to be way different. So the, 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 again, the concept of not forgetting what we learned, but kind of undoing that path. There's a great video out there. Um, and I, I, I apologize. I forget it all the time. Uh, what his, what his name is, but if you, if you look on Google for the backwards bicycle, I don't know if, you Oh yeah. That, yeah. Smarter you, every day. Yeah. Uh, this, this, the backwards bicycle of how, difficult it was to learn to unlearn how to ride a bike if all you did was simply change the handlebars the gears to is when you wanted to turn right you had to turn left and when you wanted to turn left you had to turn right and it sounds like oh i can learn how to do that and <laughs> and, and it took um again i forget his name but it it took him 8 months yeah to learn how to do that and felt quite incompetent doing that uh, I think that's just a great example of we, we didn't forget how to do it. We just had to rewire our brain to do it a little differently. And there's a lot we need to do that. So, the, again, the abilities for unlearning 15, five out of those 15 dimension happen to be grit, uh, resilience, mindset, mental flexibility and learning. And uh, those are things that we could we've learned that we can we could teach people. And uh, it, they're going to be critically important moving forward. Oh, I love that. Uh, I love uh, because I growth mindset is a huge part of a lot of stuff that I do. And I love that mental flexibility where essentially I think that's listening to more than just what we want to hear. Right. Oh, (laughs) retraining our brain. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, You know, and again, I guess the context for this is and, and for anybody interested, you can go and look at my TED talk. The title of it was Make Change Work for You. So if you put Make Change Work for You and either TEDx or my my name, Robert Wolf, it, it'll pop up in Google. Um, nice. But the context of that was called VUCA. 
and you might be familiar with it. Uh, oh, yeah. Or the term, uh, but there's a lot of people that aren't. And uh, VUCA is the acronym. Uh, it started from the military realizing uh, after the Berlin Wall came down that we would likely not be fighting nation states, but we would be fighting uh, these ambiguous terrorist groups like in Al Qaeda, who who may have a base someplace, but they're worldwide. They're everywhere. Or cybersecurity, cyberspace, and you're you're well aware of that. Uh, but so we need the the military recognized they had to change their strategy, uh, and that's where VUCA came from. And they recognized that the world would be volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Uh, and that's that was the context, and and that's what we're talking about is how do we become adaptable in a world that is volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Uh, and even going back, I mentioned dealing with ambiguity, but years ago, I, I, my core business is we work, we we provide testing. To, to organizations and to individuals. Uh, are they the right people? Can they fit in the culture? Can they do the job? Can they lead? Can they, you know, do do whatever they need to do? And what's their hardwiring? And if they're not hardwired to do it a certain way, what skills do they need to learn? So that's how we put that into context. So obviously something like adaptability quotient is key. But prior to that, but but in that context, we are looking for people and this was from Lominger, uh, again, uh, one of the best competency models I've, I've seen there. And about 20 years ago, I was introduced to dealing with competency or dealing with complexity and dealing with ambiguity. And I said, wow, nobody's talking about those, but that seems to be what differentiates people of dealing with complexity and dealing with ambiguity. And 20 years later, here we are. Uh, those are the buzzwords. You know, <laughs> those are the oh, things. Oh, yeah. That, and there's a lot of people that are really struggling struggling with, um, you know, how we move forward with that. So that's why I'm excited. Um, the, the, the mission behind adaptability, the AQ, um, is, is also pretty ambitious. Uh, it's, it's how do we help 100 million people not be left behind? Mm. And we talk about skill sets, skill gaps. We talk about, gosh, the, you know, the gap, the equity gap and what's the equity gap called cause from and certainly socioeconomic, but it happens to be in, in pay. And why is there a pay uh, gap? Well, partly it happens to be gender uh, and, and uh, racial inequities. But, you know, we're, we're working on those. But the, the problem is, is that until we teach people how to change, whether that's the leader that's implementing this or the frontline worker who's struggling to make a minimum wage, um, the world's still changing around this. And uh, so we have a rather ambitious goal of reaching at least 100 million people and teaching them life, the life skills of adaptability. I love that. Well, and so the adaptability quotient is essentially our uh, well, the, our AQ, right? Like EQ and IQ, it's our ability to adapt. Do you have uh, some, maybe just some quick strategies that you can share with the listeners? And then of course, we'll send, we'll, we'll include stuff in the show notes so they can go learn more. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the one skill, if somebody said, you know, wow, that's a lot to digest, where, where would I start? Uh, and this will resonate with you and, and many, you know, certainly many of your audience and also many of the, of the guests that you've had. Uh, the number one predictor of, or the number one influencer, I can't say the predictor, but the number one driver and influencer for adaptability, uh, is resilience. And, 
again, we're going to be faced in a world where there's a lot of setbacks, whether it's losing your job. Um, you know, we're, we've had, unfortunately, very sad. We've had people have lost their loved ones, um, lo- even grieving over normal. I wrote an obituary to normal. It's, it's, up, on my, it's up on my LinkedIn page. And, you know, <laughs> and, and a normal essentially died, uh, you know, but uh, we're going to remember it fondly, but we're going to have to come up with a new normal. And that will eventually become our new you know, our new best friend. Yeah. Uh, So, but we need to become resilient. We need to be able to, to learn how to bounce back. We need to be more forgiving of, of making a mistake. We mentioned that earlier. So if, if someone was going to, to study um, and say, what's the one thing I should focus on first? It's, it's resilience. And it's, it really is to unpack that. It's, it's pretty large. It's a pretty big picture of what we need to do differently. Uh, Interesting enough, the second one, happens to be team support is do you surround yourself by the right people uh are you surrounding yourself with people that are dystopic you know gosh you know it's so horrible what the government's doing to us uh it's so horrible what the computerization i'm going to lose my job to a machine uh what the employers are doing by automation and yet there's a whole lot of opportunity in there so sometimes you have to look outside yourself you know i know you you were um you know you studied and and you made a living through uh you know helping people understand violence <laughs> in the past uh sometimes you need to kind of move outside that realm and and speak to different people surround yourself by different people read different sources uh you know listen to different news uh so the two bigger influences are how you know what do you need to do become re- more resilient uh but it also that's going to be strongly influenced by um you know, the, the sort of the bubble we all live in, uh, who, who, you know, do we get the right support and are they supporting us in the right ways? Oh, yeah. That reminds me of the Jim Rohn quote, which, of course, I'm going to butcher about how we are most influenced by the five people we spend. I think it's like most of our time with not exactly what he said, but that was the gist yeah, of it. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. We, we sort yeah. of, you know, again, it's that, oh, I, I turn on this news channel or I read these books or this author. And uh, we, again, we, we need to have our passion and we need to follow that. We need to become uh, more knowledgeable uh, about certain areas, but we also need to learn how to question. And uh, the, the team, the people that we're surrounded by, whether it's family or bosses or work or the news we listen to, uh, we, we definitely need to become more open uh, to that. Oh, yeah. because, because, again, our, our ability to survive is going to depend on the people that we surround ourselves with. Exactly. So now you have, uh, we have a TEDx talk, a podcast, a book. Can you share a little bit more about your products and services available to listeners? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, the uh, My company is Success Performance Solutions. Uh, so you can go up to that. It's a long title. Sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> domain, uh, Success Performance Solutions, you can see some of the services that we provide there. Uh, simply, you can also go to my own website, which is irawolf.com, I-R-A-W-O-L-F-E.com. Uh, and there's a lot of services up there. But uh, my Again, whether you, you're listening to my podcast or uh, we have a newsletter, Google Googleization Nation uh, goes out a lot of updates. So uh, sometimes I just tell people do a Google search for Ibra Wolf and I'll come up. <laughs> and uh, nice. we, have, we have a lot of different ways to to uh, meet people's needs and uh, and appreciate the opportunity. Oh, nice. Well, uh, I definitely want to go catch your TEDx talk. I'm excited about that. What final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? 
be adaptive. Uh, I, again, we're, we're, we're helping transform people. Uh, be open-minded. Uh, build your resi- resilience. Uh, there is a tremendous, tremendous amount of opportunity sitting out there for everyone. I know it's dark and people are sad and we got a lot of challenges, but there is just a tremendous amount of opportunity. And even as an older baby boomer, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing it and I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. And, um, uh, you know, I'm ready to do that path. And there's a lot of people that are uh, ready to go down that road. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ira. It's my pleasure, Christina. Thanks very much. And uh, stay safe, everyone. If you'd like to learn more about Ira, visit his website at successperformancesolutions.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit christinaeans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.